The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Beyond, indeed. Mm hmm. We are here yeah. doing Beyond. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond episode 505. I'm Max Scoville, and I'm joined by Alana Pierce. Hi. And Marty Sleva. This is a palindrome. What? A palindrome. I hate it when you every 10 episodes, you're like, 505 and two zigzags, baby, that's all we need. Colt 505, yes. <laughs> Everyone's that, favorite. Yeah. I don't even know what area code that is. It's a Colt 505 era. Well, yeah. Anyway, this is sort of a PlayStation podcast most of the time. we got some cool stuff to talk about. There's a game called Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which came out... Uh, Today, yeah. which you may not have uh, realized because they're kind of hiding it in the way that the best games are always hidden away. But mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Uh, I've been kind of catching up. I played Little Nightmares. I played Edith Finch. Uh, those are cool games. We got a release date for Horizon the Frozen Wilds. But first things first, let's talk a little bit about Hellblade. Yeah. So we talked about this last week in terms of like, hey, remember that game from Ninja Theory? It's coming out next week. And mm-hmm. none of us had like seen the game in years or played the game. We just knew we all like Enslaved and DMC and Heavenly Sword was interesting. And so it's like, hey, it's the studio's first game in five years. Um, and I got to play it over the weekend. And this is it's, – it sounds cliche because it's one of those things where like I don't want to really talk about it. Yeah. Because the more you talk about it. The more you reveal. Well, I, I really want to play it this weekend, and I don't want you to talk about it okay. because I don't want to know anything but about I feel it. Like we're but on also, a show. we have an audience. Um, so I, I said it right here. This is a sleeper contender for game of the year, in my opinion. Um, if you go in thinking that this is like their other games, like a, a combat-heavy mm-hmm. third-person action game, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, if you go in <laughs> wanting a, a smart, thoughtful, borderline walking simulator that deals with uh, uh, mental illness in a better way than almost any game I've ever played, uh, then you're in for a treat because this game is that. It looks so combat heavy. Like it just looks like something that would be combat heavy. So – Here's the thing is that this has been – this is them doing it on their own. This I think initially maybe Sony was like pairing up with them mm-hmm. to help publish this or something, but that's not the case. And Self-published, this is, yeah. This is Ninja Theory publishing this on their own and they've been calling it an trip, like indie triple A, <laughs> I guess, mm. which is I, I think very much, very much true. Because this game is um, stunning. It's gorgeous, And if yeah. you play this game on a PS4 Pro, it runs at 60. It's it's mm-hmm. in 4K. It is absolutely gorgeous. Like this, 4K? Yeah. It's, I thought it you was, said Funke and I no, was thinking of like Tobias. 4K. It's not actually 4K because the PS4 Pro can't. Oh, gotcha. So okay. 4K. I thought you just said a thing really strangely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what if it was one, a sling yeah. play? Uh, worth <laughs> noting. it was an Arrested Development. Yeah. It is a gorgeous game and it does have a photo mode. So I know yeah. people get really into that. I started screwing with it. Um, it's, it's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they wanted to add more combat, but they kind of looked at their watches and they were like, we've been working on this for five years. We should probably ship it. Yeah. Uh, it's like 30 bucks, right? It's 30 bucks. Uh, it, it's about six to seven hours, depending on, uh, if you're going to sort of look in the, the nooks and crevices for, uh, different relics, which give you backstory. Uh, going just on a very surface level, this isn't spoilers. This has been all the marketing material. Uh, you play as a Celtic warrior named Senua. Uh, who travels into the land of Norse mythology? Uh, to she got real big eyes. She got re- she has very big eyes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I think Senua is I think when you look back is going to be one of 
the strongest characters in video games in the last couple of years. Uh, I think her writing, the actual mocap performance, and the VO of not only her but of the supporting cast in the game are top to bottom awesome. Yeah, um, I like can't even. I don't. I don't know why. I still don't know why this kind of thing affects me this much. But having this and like not playing this game yet, but then also having Uncharted: The Lost Legacy have two incredibly strong mm-hmm. female characters is so cool. Like, it's incredible. Like yeah. I think about like me when I was younger and I loved Jade so much and I loved Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark and like having both of these things in one month is like hell yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the best. Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but w- when I said it deals with mental illness, uh, you the the first credit was so the game opens up with a splash screen and like the way an Assassin's Creed games opens up that says this was uh, developed by a group of people of various faiths and beliefs and, and everything. This opens up with uh, hey, we uh, consulted various uh, mental health experts and professionals, which they 100% did. There's a documentary on in the game that you can watch. It goes into the development process, which they like. They went to the doctorate program at Cambridge and consulted with them. And the very first credit in the game, in the opening cutscene, before game director and before writer, is mental health advisor. That's amazing. Now, yeah. this is where it gets it gets interesting to me. Um, I I haven't beaten it yet. I played probably about half of it. You were saying, yeah. Uh, I don't. Did I see you playing it before? Did I? Walk yeah. 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 It's really pretty. It's yeah. it is a gorgeous game. Uh, it's. I think it's just sort of kind of bearing the lead. Like the first two credits are mental health advisor and then historical accuracy person yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, ah, that's an interesting combination. And then they're digging into mythology. And I feel like they've been very transparent since day one being like, this is, this deals with serious mental, mental illness, like the mental health themes. Like this is about, you know, being sick in the head. Uh, and we're not going to you know, we're not going to do like tokenism or, or stereotyping or whatever. But at the same time, the fact that it is kind of wrapped up in this mythological context, I think almost kind of sort of dilutes the relevance. Uh, and it's like to be like, oh, this is super accurate to what was believed mythologically. Sure. It's also super accurate to what mental health professionals say it is. But it's like, how do you parse that? How do you separate the Those one from the other? Very different. But yeah, I feel like the, the mythology through and through, once you finish it, is really smart and allegorical. And like, if this game is ultimately about, again, it's such a weird thing to not want to talk about. It is ultimately about one thing. No matter if that thing, uh, is mental health or if that thing are, uh, mythological beasts in Ragnarok. Like, I think this is, this, there is one focal theme of this game and everything you do, including the way you solve puzzles and including the way levels and, and stages play out, including the sound design, all feed back into that singular message, uh, in a way that, I mean, most games are, especially AAA games, uh, it's, Everything's sort of disparate. Well, to think of like Life is Strange, I talk crap about that game all the time, but uh, there were really, really strong emotional themes. There was a girl who was suicidal who had effectively been like drugged and assaulted, and then they sidetracked from the emotional value of that happening or from the impact of that happening by being like, let's go shoot some bottles in an abandoned junkyard. And mm-hmm. it's like these are two very different stories, and I want you to commit to one or the other. Right, like or, or really there's like, oh, you can control time. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's, I mean it's – it, it's one of the things that sometimes throws me the wrong way about about anime or about J- Japanese stuff is these kind of like drastic tonal inconsistencies. Like something like I don't know, like Evangelion or, or Dragon Ball, even where it's like there's the silly side and there's like the apocalyptic side, and it's mm-hmm. just sort of it's hard to take the serious part seriously yeah. when there's yeah. that. But th- I mean, that's how life is. Like mm-hmm. there's the highs and the that's, lows. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird when you kind of compartmentalize it into one piece of media. Yeah. Um, but I in think, this case, well, maybe with Hellblade because everyone is starting from such a different standpoint when it comes to mental health. Like knowing the two of you very well, you have very different experiences <laughs> with mental health and it's like everyone does. So maybe people will absorb this game completely differently based yeah. on yeah. It just seems yeah. Which I like. I think. Yeah. It seems sort of odd to put that foot forward first as opposed to like, here's the game, let it speak for itself. If you're curious, here's what we did to make it. I do love the fact that on the front, on the loading screen, it's just like, or you know, title screen, it's just like, here's a featurette explaining what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was complaining about developer diaries and the lack of behind the scenes supplement content that's what i want more of i want yeah. more like hey if you enjoy this game published thing yeah yeah it's well, like hey learn what we did and they give know? really interesting insights because if you played uh heavenly sword you know that uh ninja theory does some of the best facial mocap that there is like andy circus played like a bunch of bad guys mm-hmm. in heavenly sword and and just knocked the, it out of the, the park main dude and enslaved and made dude enslaved exactly monkey name? man what's his name chimpy i think it might even actually be monkey. monkey i think it is monkey yeah yeah because yeah, it's journey to the west yeah yeah um but uh the main character the senua uh like her eyes are just like huge and so sort of like otherworldly and expressive mm-hmm. and and the performance is amazing but i was like there's no way the actual person like they had to have like touched this up and then in the behind the scenes thing you realize that 
they did like in pre-production, they were like the, a video editor who works for, uh, the team, they were like, hey, can you just do this until we find an actress? And they liked her performance so much that this video editor for Ninja Theory just, that's her. That's oh, wow. Senua. That's her voice. That's her. That's, that's like cool. her facial animations. And like, one uh, side note, the same thing happened with Borderlands, the pre sequel. Uh, it wasn't intended to be like a bunch of Australian actors, but the dev team was over there and they put in placeholder voices in Australian. They and then so they were much. like, this is great. Let's keep <laughs> them like, Australian. Yeah, this is how we differentiate yeah. it. I love yeah. that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, some of the best writing, some of the best performances. And I, again, like I want to, I'll, I'll kick some specific things I want to talk about down the road until maybe we'll do like a little you bit of a spoiler, a spoiler cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just to say game wise, I think, uh, it's very, it's very sound. Like the kind of walking simulator parts of it work. It, it is, it is a good game. I can't figure out if I like it or not. Though. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's is like, there a combat? Yeah. Yes. There's it, combat. It I was going to touch on that. It's, it feels like, uh, it doesn't feel unfinished. It feels like it wasn't everything they wanted it to be. Right. Uh, there's basically no HUD in the game. Like everything is there either. No, yeah. Pretty much the HUD is audio based. Yeah. So play this with headphones. Play it. Yeah. In play this a with headphones. Yeah. yeah. The, the sound design is spectacular, mm-hmm. and I usually don't notice that kind of stuff. But there's like parts where it's just like it's very powerful. Yeah. Um But the combat is. You go into the go into the menu, and first of all, there's difficulty settings. Uh, there are. um camera mode there which i didn't yeah. know about unless i went in there and then of course it tells you all the button cues which it never actually tells you in the game yeah. uh there is no tutorial you're just in yeah. combat and you're like oh yeah. i don't know so you have a heavy attack you have a light attack a like a parry a kick like you've a kick it, block yeah. and then you have a dodge yeah it's good parry. yeah like, it's, so it's good is combat. it like hack and slash uh but or is it like batman arkham like, uh it is it's more like arkham to where the combat you will enter a combat instance and you'll fight one, two, three enemies at a time, mm-hmm. and then once you've beat a finite amount, you move on. Okay. But it's mm-hmm. definitely not hack and slash. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but yes. there's an interesting in the way that because the camera is so, I think part of uh, sort of the the uh, paranoia or or suspicion it 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 drives into the players the fact that the camera is so close behind Senua the entire game mm-hmm. that when you're in combat, a lot of times you'll lose an enemy behind you, mm-hmm. and instead of a prompt coming up, the voices in your head will whisper to you. Someone's behind you, right. Senua. And so you'll know to roll backwards and be like, oh, a second enemy came in. Right. Wow, that's, the, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. The camera's really interesting because it uh, – I, I just played Edith Finch, which is kind of a typical walking simulator where instead of shooting a gun, you just look closely at something. I yeah. love that that's yeah. like what the triggers do. <laughs> uh, in this case, they still have that. It's like your focus ability sort of and you, and you can use it to like look at a rock or uh, – side note, this has probably some of the most realistic beaches I've seen in a video oh, game. God, period. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Um, but yeah, it's like you just, can <laughs> – Okay. So what I had seen in this game is – like a cover art and some screenshots. I walked past Brandon playing it once, and then I've walked past you playing it once. And like this game has beaches. <laughs> yeah. Like this game has combat. It's, like yeah. it looks like such a I don't know. Like it just yeah yeah. I I it's, really it looks so Japanese to me. Like the first time I saw it, and then really? like yeah. having seen it after that, I'm like, oh no, it doesn't really. Like it yeah. looks it looks middle earthy. Like it's it's very it's very strange. Yeah, uh, I'm very intrigued. But yeah, the uh, the kind of the the zooming in thing. Like, uh, it, I think we're used to walking simulators or what was it? Platformer. Yeah. Someone coined the term that? platformer, like, I really which like I really that. liked. Yeah. 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 It's a narrative driven experience. If you don't want to call that a game, that's fine. Yeah. You sit mm-hmm. down in the corner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like usually that's first person because it kind of puts you in the, the role and, and you, uh, there's an emphasis on like looking at stuff that kind of carries over with the camera angle of mm-hmm. this. Cause it's locked to your, it's locked to you. And it's this really weird thing where you can, it's, you're still controlling. It's a controls like a third person game, like a normal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you flip the camera all the way around, Senua will like look over her shoulder. Like it's always, you're not controlling the camera. You're controlling her gaze, but mm-hmm. how her body is positioned is like, yeah. And that, I think it shifts slightly in combat. So you're, you're automatically locked onto the nearest enemy, but like there's times when it's just, it's sort of, it feels like, almost wooden like it feels like a little bit too rigid for what you're doing um also just to save everybody some time l1 is to, to sprint because <laughs> very slowly um, i think it never tells that you is that. Helpful. yeah uh so it seems like you were sold on the premise but as an actual game gameplay is it good uh i like the puzzles yeah, uh, yeah. and they introduce some mechanics i wish one thing is i wish i think the game could have been fine without combat and i wish they would have gone a little He's bit deeper into the puzzle and doesn't need combat yeah <laughs> get rid but, of it no, so so to really to sum it up it feels like a witcher side quest uh crossed oh. with the witness 
Yeah. Oh, amazing. In, in like yeah. kind of a for better or for worse way because it's, it's very <laughs> like the main the main puzzle thing is basically finding these patterns in the environment and lining them up. Very and it's yeah. it's more engaging than it sounds. But the fact that you do kind of walk a little bit slowly and you're kind of stuck in this environment and, you know, it's like slowly walk, climbing up ladders gets a little bit tedious. Yeah. Uh, the combat is like is solid. But again, it's sort of like it is only there when it wants to be there. Um, so it's like the boss fights are pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. the, there are boss fights in there and they're they're kind of badass. Yeah. Um, but it's also yeah. like. Is this a puzzle game or is this going to suck? Like there are parts where it literally sucker punches you. Like you'll walk yeah. in a door and mm-hmm. something just attacks you and you're like, what the – come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had one part where because there weren't any like actual cues about what's going on, uh, I got killed by random stuff and I was just like, what am I do? What am I doing wrong? Like I didn't there's also what, like a log fell on me or there's something. There's a thing – I don't think this is a spoiler. You, you okay. always say that. Yes, you always every time say, you say that. that it's a just spoiler. Don't, just don't, don't say the don't thing. Say it. I don't think this is a spoiler. Spoils entire movie. Okay, don't about the part where so, you get the motorcycle. No. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. Yes, there's a thing that points to the fact that there may be a legitimate fail safe or a fail state in this game that deletes your save, and I want to know if that's real or not. Oh yeah, that's and I was throughout the game terrified. That I'd get near the end and that the game would delete my save. And I still have that's no actually, idea if that's, that's a real thing. I don't, I don't think that's, a, I don't think it's a spoiler. That's, that's, that's a, a mechanic that's introduced very early on. But basically, uh, I feel like I don't want to know anymore. Okay. All right. Well, well, if we do have an audience though. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but everyone, yeah. if, if any of this sounded interesting to you and if you want to know the answer to any of these questions, I recommend the game. 30 yep. bucks. Well, it's probably cheaper with PS Plus. I hope uh, to finish it this weekend and then yeah. if you finish it sometime yeah. soon, then we can. Yeah, we, I want to do a, I want to do a spoiler. We need to do this more. It's an interesting game. It is, I, I go out, check it out, play it because, uh, yeah, it's it should be rewarded because a bunch of people made a game. Also, it's August. There's nothing else it's out. Six or seven hours, point, and yeah. yeah, you have a couple weeks until Uncharted and then Destiny come out. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it does it does say that it deals with like mental illness in games, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel I feel like we should talk about this because there is a huge like there's a huge like group of the gaming population who uses it as a form of escapism. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting how. It pops up here and there in games as, as a as a you know something that's dealt with in the subject matter. Uh, some in some cases better than others, but yeah, like I um, think Life is Strange deals with it really badly. Yeah, yeah. I mean Life is Strange. Um, sorry, that was the uh, name of the game. He said no, it. I, I played uh, I played uh, What Remains of Edith Finch this weekend, yeah. uh, and I love that because that is like uh, very much like just kind of turns you loose and. Um, you can get through it in one sitting. I think I got up to P once or something, but like, uh, it's like really, really good. Uh, I almost dreaded getting into it. Like I kept putting it off and that's part of the reason it took me this long to get to it. Cause it also came out alongside a bunch of like, for lack of a better word, fun games, you know, that yeah. don't make you cry. Well, yeah. Edith Finch makes you feel a bunch of uncomfortable feelings. Like I played probably three hours, maybe two. I didn't play that much of it. it. Yeah. yeah. I think I, well, I feel like I'm only about halfway based on the walkthrough, but, uh, it makes you feel really uncomfortable, but also like weirdly peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like I feel yeah. like there's things that happen that are devastating, but I I also feel very calm about it. Like well, it's just it's because of how introspective it is. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's not a spoiler to say this. It's about visiting a house that the Finch family lived in for several generations, and it looks like this dollhouse that you continually built upon. It seems like a house that like with a brisk wind will fall over into the ocean, which that's actually mm-hmm. a plot point into the into the game, but um. Every person in the house, it's like the family was cursed and everyone died a strange death. Hmm. And so you are experiencing all of these deaths, but ultimately so many of them feel peaceful in the end through gameplay. Yeah. Even though when you sit and think about it, you're like, it's a kid died. That's terrible. Yeah. And yeah. the way that the kid died is yeah. just yeah. the worst. I think but- it's, it's also really interesting if you, if you don't, like if you take all the death with a grain of salt, if the death is more symbolic and it's more just about a dysfunctional family, uh, well, yeah, part of like some of the it's really well written and some of the deaths are alluded to or related to freedom, I think, is a theme that it's like mm-hmm. and he was free. And it's like, well, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that he left the family or that he actually died? Sure. Like, you can take whatever you want from that. But I think it's well written enough that it's it's not horribly depressing and gruesome and disgusting. Well, and it's a game that everyone every member of that family has their baggage and you uncover some of the baggage by going through what their room was like like what they yeah. enjoyed in life yeah. like what their focus was what their obsession was environments um, are really well designed i think that yeah. one does it they look lived in yeah probably some of the best i mean like environmental storytelling is a term that gets thrown around a lot but like it, whenever it's actually smart, you know, when it's something yeah. where you're, you're sure it doesn't completely spell it out for you. I mean, literally, early environmental storytelling was blood on a wall that wrote out, Good "Go job, away." Bioshock. Yeah, and it's like 
that's not a slight against Bioshock because for the time, oh, I loved that it. Was really it good. was like, look yeah. at this blood on the wall. Gods will be what? Like, yeah. It's like it's- <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, it's interesting to see that sort of develop and grow and become more nuanced in a yeah. thing like you. I mean, like going through somebody's mail, going yeah. through their trash, like that kind of like I, I love that sort of just voyeurism, like forensic storytelling. Yeah, just yeah. like what what's going on here? Yeah, uh, I still haven't finished Night in the Woods. That's I, I never played it. One of my favorite games of the year. That that game gets just really it's real. Two D, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's all a bunch of cute little animals. Right, but it's also like the most sort of like, hey, uh, depressing small town coming of age stuff. Like, right. I think Miranda and Callie really. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fabulous. Um, yeah, complete uh, jerk of the wheel. Spec Ops does PTSD really mm-hmm. well. Spec Ops um, is an excellent game. Yeah. Huh. I know that's a, yeah, it's a little bit different than the, the sort of the mental illness and, yeah. and problems we were talking about before. Yeah, it's it's a, also kind of on a higher level there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Spec Ops is something that if you haven't played it, you should absolutely try. Yeah. It's not that easy to play now. It's yeah. That I mean, easy, but like, I, I'm assuming that game has difficulty levels. Like anything else, try to just crank it down to as no, easy as No, I mean, as literally getting it is hard. Like, oh. I don't think that you can play it on a PS4 or Xbox One. Oh, no. is it not? Maybe it's on PS Now? Is it backwards no. compatible? No, well, it's not back okay. compatible. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have its writer, Walt Williams, on the show, and we can ask him. We can, we can hassle him. I don't think he has any control over that. We, we can ask anyway. him if it's playable. He'll probably no, know it's, that. It's a great game, and, and Walt's, I think he has a lot of experience in writing about military situations, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the realest, because I feel like a lot of video game writers are people who don't have that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm trying to guess at what this is like, and it's probably awful, but also hoorah, whereas yeah. Spec Ops is just doubles down on it yeah. being horrific. Which is really interesting, because Spec Ops kind of flipped it on, on its ass because that was a series. I remember like going to preview this where it was like, oh, you want to go see the new Spec Ops? And I was like, Spec Ops? Yeah. And you go back to the Wikipedia and it's like, there was a period where they were putting out like two Spec Ops games a year yeah. and they were just like cheapo, like just, I mean, they, they were, were shovelware. They were yeah. literally yeah. To be like, clear, we're referring to Spec Ops the line. line. Right. But <laughs> Not the, the Spec original, Ops the two a year that yeah. were like in Walmart bargain yeah, bins. Spec yeah. Ops like Paratrooper Adventure yeah. or whatever the hell it was. Spec Ops, let's go get red. Yeah. So yeah. I, was just like, I was like, what? Why would I go check that out? And yeah. then they didn't really tell you. They didn't beat you over the head with the fact that it's like this is a very good story game. They were kind of like, there's um, it's it's a sort of a retelling of a uh, Heart of Darkness. And I'm like, so like Apocalypse Now. And they're like, uh, you gotta a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And Plus I was like, desert. And they're like, there's sand. It's a mechanic. And I'm like. Really? That's what you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I right. When enough. I previewed uh, Wolfenstein The New Order and it was the start of the game where you're just like shooting stuff down in the, the plane at the start, mm-hmm. it was terrible. It's, it's all yeah. awful. And yeah. then, you know, you play two hours extra and you're like, oh, this game's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you start with this we, part? Yeah. Maybe previewing a vertical slice of a large multi-hour experience isn't the best way to convey what it's all about. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, getting to preview Uncharted The Lost Legacy was actually awesome. Like, I feel like that was a really good way to find out. Very excited to play that. That was a really good preview. Yeah. So they would just like play 45 minutes, do whatever you want in that 45 minutes. You just got 45 Which Chloe do you think is better? So the last two games you previewed were Uncharted and uh, Life is Strange. Which Chloe do you think is better? Uh, definitely Uncharted. <laughs> uh, Chloe Price can die in a fire. Thank you. Wow, spoilers. Oh, four. I hope right. she does. <laughs> is that she's the, so is that the prequel? She's clearly not going oh, That's to. a good point. Maybe they'll come back to it and they'll have like a big a big fire, like a, a splitting timelines, and right. there's just a large gymnasium Like a, like a reaping? Well, that kind of happens in... Is there a fire? Strange. Well, kind of, there may as well be. Metaphorical like a fire. It's a big old storm. There's a big storm, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, you were talking about uh, Nier Automata. Yeah, yeah you've been I've been weird, heavy themes in that. Oh, absolutely. There's weird, heavy themes in that. And the best thing about it is that it's the weird, heavy themes of, I think, robots getting sentience. Is that what it? I think. Like, I'm I not think even sure. You've played that game, what, like one and a half times? And uh, two and a half. Two and a half times. And you're well, still not technically sure? technically more. <laughs> I've played 32 hours of this game. I have seven endings. I'm on playthrough C. There's 26. Is one for like each the, letter. Is yeah. this like the dark side of the moon, the game? Like, is this like, <laughs> is there just like open to interpretation and everyone kind of sees it differently? It, I don't think so. I think it's, it's pretty straightforward, but it is a fascinating game in terms of storytelling in that you play through a and then you play through B and you're like, okay, I have a vague understanding of this, but a lot of stuff that happens in B plays a different character, so it adds like really messed up context to A that you then retrospectively feel terrible about. And like, uh. oh, I was really mean to that that thing that I didn't understand like what was going through its head. Like the marionette part yeah. is like this this robot who just like talks about wanting to be beautiful and you learn more context about that and it's like it's super messed up and there's yeah. this like full dialogue thing. It's just like it's super intense. But then play through C, which I am now halfway through it's really just a sequel to A and B. It's another game inside of this game. It's very strange. You get halfway yeah. through C and it's like, hey, remember that game that you played? Eh, here's a new one. Like I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I finished the, 
A and so the reason we're talking about this now also is it because it came out sort of at the worst time of the year, just in terms yeah, of like we mm-hmm. kind of slept on it. It was like right after Resident Evil, and then right before like Breath of the Wild and Horizon, uh, Horizon and then Persona hit, and so and then we have event season. And it's, yeah. yeah, I feel like now's a great time to play. yeah. And so I got through A, so I finished the A ending, and then when you get through the credits, it's like the game may be done, but we here at the Square Enix PR team suggest that you keep playing Comes because up with there's like a more. Message from Square Enix for you, Can't as opposed like- to the game should be like. Hey, you haven't seen, this isn't the end of the game. Keep playing. It's, it's barely even the game. Like, yeah. A is like the most base level of what that game is. And yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice to only play A because yeah. B makes A better and then C makes both of them better. Like, yeah. it's so, I don't know, it's really, really fascinating storytelling. But one of my favorite parts of, uh, A is at the very end where some of the characters, like, sort of just start this religious cult. What? Oh, yeah. That just, oh, yeah. like, is, Inside the abandoned Fascinating factory. Fascinating and brutal. And you're just like, how has this happened? And then you learn context about that in B that's just like. Oh, I hope you learn context. Cause that's just, a, cause when you get to an A, I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> you all found God? Well, the, I think the, the weirdest thing about A is like the two main bad guys just don't make any sense. Adam and Eve. Yeah. They're just like, they're, they're super weird. But it's, it's basically just, I don't know, a game that makes you do a bunch of stuff. And then makes you feel bad about all of the stuff that you've done. And then also tells you that everything you're doing is completely meaningless, but you just keep doing it. And it's like... It's also like Spec Ops. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough, man. I like, I, dude, I've seen like three screenshots from this game. And I know the, the main producer wears like a moon hat. He wears a moon hat. You and, do see moon hat also. All right. Yeah. And also the DLC was you could beat up the CEO of Square Enix. Yep, you could fight him in an arena. This, the yeah. more I hear about this game, the more I'm just confused by it. I don't know what it is. I feel it's, like it's just I mean, an elaborate It's totally prank. one of those things where it looks... It kind of does feel like an elaborate prank when you playing it as well and right. it's also like yeah. very it is I think it, it looks, looks like a PS3 game. and yeah it doesn't look necessarily great but it's very much like the lead character looks ripped out of an anime a lot yep. of the themes in my mind like Finish motion beats of the first the only part of her that gets cut up is her skirt so you can see her white underwear yeah it's like that's the only part yeah. of her that really oh when you damaged. go to the robot's hand and i was like oh, yeah. why are we doing this <laughs> yeah um all no, right. I'm excited to play more just because uh, I love the idea of experiencing something one way, assuming I know what's going on, yes. and then seeing it from a dis- different point of view and I being like, oh, I'm a monster. A, yeah. a, a lot of people who have played it have been like telling other people to play it all year, and that's like I basically started playing yeah. it because Mitch had told me to play it enough, and now I'm doing the same thing, and it's like because this is a way that I don't think I've ever experienced storytelling. Like It's mm-hmm. so intricate, and it's like the, the gameplay itself, like there's – Option for customization, um, like it gets pretty in depth. You can in make your like, robot friend look like a PlayStation One, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. can make your little. You do lots of that kind of stuff. Know, I know the most. There are cool abilities, but full of things about this <laughs> game. It's really. There's also, uh, I mean, it it gets to a point where, I because I have crappy wrists from having tendonitis, uh, it is a little bit hard for me to play this game because there's a lot of just tapping the same button. Did you did you the side quest where like the the, the, the circus men want to have a parade and they want to, you to be their escort? All the way back to the resistance movement. Yeah. And so they keep getting attacked because they're little parade men who are passing. Oh, that's odd. That hurt my hands yeah. so much. You need to level up. By the end of it, I was just like, I was trying to protect you parade men. And I know. They're, it, it really, they're all like, tunnel. love is real. Let's <laughs> yeah, parade the love. All right. <laughs> just trying to kill them. And it's like, ah, oh, it's, I love the characters in it. It's, it's yeah. really great. Uh, but you can also, if you want to play through it and just experience the story, I discovered that you can play through it on easy and there's this thing called auto chips, which basically means the chips that are in your Android, you can put on auto mode. So you will like auto dodge and auto attack. So you huh. effectively don't have to participate in uh, combat except to heal yourself, which okay. like I wouldn't entirely recommend, but maybe I like, like heal simulators. I don't know. My hand gets sore. I'm like, yeah. just auto chips. Just, I mean, yeah, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of Japanese games, uh, they have more content. Like they're just, they're just deeper. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I think there's also like, a higher tolerance for for difficulty and for time sync time synchery. Yeah, man. And it's C, just, C yeah. gets real like the whole S rank thing in in Japanese yeah. exactly. action games. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like sometimes I mean, I, it's it's what sucks about games is that you want to like experience, you want to like consume this thing, but it pushes back against you. So yeah, we were talking about that on Unlocked yeah. about how I like because I love I love being challenged by games. I think it makes me like them all. Like I think that dying and having to do a boss fight over and over again makes me appreciate a game more. It was like uh, a pot in Neil where I had to do that. That makes me like, say the C word at the television. <laughs> yeah, but I think people can shoot them differently, obviously. But I really like being like, all right, I have to step my game up to actually accomplish this thing. My like, thing is I, I always feel that. like I'm, I'm doing a bad thing. If I keep having to replay a section, I'm like, I could be on to another game by now. Okay, well, the pot that I'm playing through right now is the single worst pot in the entire game. Like, no question. 
uh, you can't do anything, including jump uh, a lot of the time. And if you get hit, you can get hit into like this pit in the city that you cannot get out of, meaning that you have to restart. But because there aren't any auto saves, you have to restart from like yeah, so that way back. That and doesn't it's make infuriating. you. That doesn't make you feel good about the game. No, that like, makes I'm, me think the game the is boss bad. Fight. Yeah, boss fights. That kind I of stuff. I mean, it's just the 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 pain in the ass of balancing. Um, yeah. So yeah, to segue here. Uh, first of all, I. I want to, I want to just like kind of squash this stigma about like, like we shouldn't talk about older games. Like we were just talking about this earlier where yeah. like there's this kind of expectation for us and uh, you know, obviously we should stay up to date with things, but to just consume the newest thing and then get on with it, you know, and it's like obviously like being part of the conversation when a game launches is huge, sure. but also like it, I don't know, like you were saying you're, you're playing in slaves and Marty was like, why? Yeah, I finished that last year. Yeah. And then I've, I, I was telling Max how like my immediate reaction was like, why are you playing that? And then I was like, no, it should be, oh, that game rules. I'm glad you're getting around to playing that. Yeah. Because like just the way time works, 2017's historically been an incredible year for games and there's no way given our jobs and lives that we could have consumed everything this year so far. <laughs> so the idea of going back to play Nier or going back to play Persona later or Neo or something from five years ago. I mean, the idea be, of only playing the newest games constantly is boring. Like, well, makes me feel anxious. I'm like, yeah. there's so many things that I want to play. Well, it goes, I mean, I think it, it goes I can I can see why going back to older games is frustrating. Even just going back to last generation, uh, not having the ability to just put the console in rest mode and immediately pick it up again. Oh, sure, there's things That's like that. Odd. Yeah. Also, I've been trying to finish Bully for two years. Exactly. Yeah. Some and, of the mechanics yeah. just like oh, sometimes boy. the mechanics just suck. I'm playing. I jumped into um, uh, No More Heroes because I never I never played that. I got the, I the PS3 version, mm-hmm. and it I don't know. It's got load times. There's part like mm-hmm. manual saving is clunky. There's stuff in there that just isn't fun to play because that game came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember playing uh, through uh, Grim Fandango when it re-released on PS4 mm-hmm. and I just, you know, used to, that was before yeah. PS4 uh, like automatically saved where you were and I was used to playing on Xbox One where it would just like, I would turn the console off, turn it on and it would be exactly where I was and I was like, oh, I've lost three hours. <laughs> oh, that's not yeah. right. I had forgotten to save it. It'll make point. you angry at the game. Um Yeah. But yeah, so uh, one game I jumped on that I completely was looking forward to and then just forgot about uh, was Little Nightmares, mm-hmm. which came out I think in the end of April. Mm-hmm. I think it came out like very tail in there. Yeah, and I was like trying to figure out why I didn't play it and it was between Star Wars. I was probably during Star Wars Celebration and then like a week after that I was in Florida doing hovercraft crap. With and them. then we were preparing for E3. Exactly, yeah. 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 So just kind of missed it. Um, and that sucks because that game is really, really cool. It reviewed yeah. really well. I yeah. I'm, honestly, I didn't even, I was so busy with other stuff, I didn't even catch the review. I think that's the only thing I know about um, it. So, well. yeah, so for people uh, who don't know what it is. So, um, it's very much like Limbo or Inside. Like it is a, it is a very, uh, heavily stylized kind of, it's, it's a platformer puzzle game, mostly puzzles, uh, story driven, uh, and there's basically no HUD or UI or anything, and, uh, the only difference is this is this is actually three dimensional. Like there's a there's a kind of you move around levels. Like sometimes you walk towards the camera, whereas like in Limbo and Inside you're just it's two point five D. There's like no setup, no context. You kind of wake up and you're in this situation. Uh, you're this little kid in a raincoat and you've got a cigarette lighter uh, and you go around and you solve various puzzles with that. And there are these mm. horrifying monster people who are all around you and they are like just as the title would suggest completely nightmarish yeah they are really really creepy That's there's very limbo um yeah and it's like there's kind of different sort of uh the environments do that wonderful thing that limbo and inside do where they just shift like mm-hmm. you, you you never you're kind of like i'm in a tunnel and then you keep going and you're like oh, i'm in a kitchen and it never I feels like it, it didn't feel like you didn't go from like, level two to yeah, level exactly, three yeah. exactly um and uh chloe rad uh who i don't i don't think she did she review it you know or i think she, yeah she, i think she, she did yeah okay um but she posted uh, on twitter a bunch of screenshots comparing uh Little nightmares with uh, Spirited Away, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. it's it lines up incredibly. Yeah, um, I mean, from things like it, it wasn't a these look similar. It was very clearly they were inspired yep. by these camera angles or mm-hmm. whatever you can call them in an animated movie. Yeah. But the camera angles, framing, like what the creature design looks like, mm-hmm. and and I, it's, a lot of weird creatures. In Spirited I, Away. I've always loved like Spirited Away. Uh, I kind of it kind of hit me years back that that is a movie that is entirely about. Uh, everything in there is, is exaggerated things that scare kids, mm-hmm. um, like overflowing the bathtub Large or pigs. Yeah. Like just, yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that's obviously just scary. Losing your parents. Um, yeah. yeah. And that feeling of being lost and just yeah. like things that like the going down the giant being basement steps. Into work. Yeah. yeah. There's that <laughs> right. too. Yeah. Spiders. Yeah. Everything is like kind of scary in a different way. Uh, dirty stuff, slime. Like this is, it's, it's interesting. And this, this game, I would say does a lot of the similar, similar things, but like, 
oh god, it's really, really unsettling. It is really creepy in like a just in a beautiful inside kind of way. Uh, I would say. Which is like disgusting, unsettling. I would say even worse. I would say it's like, I mean, inside is, uh, it, that's one thing I really appreciate is there's gruesome stuff going on in the background, but it's, it all feels, feels very like, very fairy, fairy tale-ish. It reminds me of, um, like Roald Dahl books, like, and, uh, actually, um, Maurice Sendak too, okay. like, uh, Where the Wild Things Are and In the Night Kitchen, which is a, a book about a little naked boy who flies out the window and they discovers that there are giant, bakers who build like who make like cookies and cakes in the night and it's very strange Mm -hmm. uh just really also weird that that boy is nude in the entire book it's a lot of not a lot of nudity in picture books these days but um there's just this kind of just vaguely unsettling kind of like the the monsters in this in this game are just like they're 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 monsters like they're scary monsters they look like the the sort of like the adults when they become pig people in spirit away or no face when he just becomes engorged right it's like bulbous horrifying mass they kind of look like if you try to like carve a mcdonald's mascot out of like clay and you were bad at it like there's something not there's something that's at a glance, not scary, but the more you look, the more you're like, this is unsettling. Oh, that's very bad. Yeah. Um, sound design is incredible. Like, it's, it's just gorgeous. I really love it. It's probably going to want to be one of my favorite games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but like, it's, it's got a bunch of just spooky puzzles and like, I'm kicking myself for not jumping on it sooner. Mm-hmm. So everyone, speaking of like, yeah, sorry. Um, speaking of like carving <laughs> McDonald's mascots out of clay. <laughs> Those are like the, the, um, the, the reference that you used. Uh, that is what I, expect when slash if dreams comes out the stuff that people will make will be horrific in dreams because yeah. that is what that game is is it popping something like, yeah. out of and it's just they all look kind of creepy even if like no matter how nice you make it look i mean that was all did you guys ever take like a ceramics class or like anything pottery ish in school like there'd be one or two people who I was, it was like oh that looks really good because you're talented and the rest of us it would be like that's an abomination put it back in the kiln and let it burn yeah like, don't i don't think you can out. like even really make like faces that look pretty in dreams like yeah. i don't even know if it's possible so i like i like that assuming yeah. it works the way that it's supposed to i imagine a lot of what i would want to consume in dreams because it is you, you know you get to choose will be a lot of really creepy short stories from mm, people yeah like I, I i don't know if that i don't know what that game is i, I don't know. know if it's ever coming out uh i feel i feel like maybe they didn't really do the right thing by leaning into the darker side of it because if, <clears> if you looked at it and you're like this looks like a fun colorful play-doh silly putty world you'd be cool but instead it's like this is what cotton candy looks like in a basement yeah yeah and it's just like again it's that it's that like i like that about it i mean i'm, I'm curious i feel like they're probably gonna let you screw with the settings if, if there are settings if i don't even oh, we don't yeah, know what this game is we don't, I, we don't we have yeah, no idea what it is no yeah. there's the color wheels like yeah. you make things as bright as you want to yeah. but it's uh, I really want that. This is so we don't have this on the sheet. This is sort of a segue-ish. Uh, did you guys right before we went in here, press release went out for a thing called the UFO Fifty? Oh yeah, this looks awesome. Yeah, uh, right. and so it's coming to to PC next year, and then they've said they're thinking about bringing it to console, which I think if it does, it'll eventually come to PS4. But it's uh, it's it's Mossmouth's next game, so it's mm-hmm. the Spelunky dev, their first mm-hmm. game since Spelunky. Uh, but what they've done is uh, create a fictional game studio that would have existed throughout the late 80s and early 90s called UFO. And they're like, hey, we've unearthed 50 games that UFO made throughout these years. But it's <sighs> being developed by, like, a game is by Mossmouth, one's by the Towerfall devs, one oh. by the Downfall devs. That's cool. And like, uh, or Downwell. Downfall is the Hitler film. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, yes. he's That's, in a bunker. It's very different. Downwell is the one where you're a little guy who jumps down <laughs> well and shoots the frogs that are down there. Um, but I just love the idea of it almost feels like a bit like WarioWare in terms of like here are 50 different things right. go at them some of them are going to be longer some of them are well, shorter they've also stressed the fact these are not mini games or yeah. micro games these are all full games yeah. and I think they're probably going to when they say full games it's like to the same standard as like you know NES and Atari games sure. where they're yeah. like this, you could be just in half an maybe hour, they're right. kind of busted I don't know who knows yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah they're saying it's going to take over 100 hours to, to complete wow. yeah. uh, which is fantastic I love the idea that they just have had recurring game jams yeah. and been like let's see what works and uh yeah, I, I think this. I feel like maybe this will come to Switch too. Oh, um, yeah, I think that'd be great. Somebody That's was cool. somebody was tweeting at uh, at Derek Yu, uh, who's Mossmouth, I think, on Twitter, yeah. and he's the Spelunky guy. And they were like, "When's Spelunky coming to Switch? I want it." And he's like, "Well, I, I might make a new game too. <laughs> you want <laughs> Who that? knows? Yeah. I think it's <laughs> game. such a cool like." We do the same thing, like, I mean, obviously the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, but also, like, there was that crappy Sega flashback thing that came out, and we just, like, hook it up to one of the TVs here, and then people will go through and be like, here's Altered Beast, and here's a game no one ever heard of. playing it on this gorgeous, enormous sure. 4K TV. Yeah, it's like- or playing, like, old Mega Man games and stuff. <laughs> so I love the idea of taking that, but then being like, here's 100 games or 50 games you've, you've literally never, never heard of. of. Yeah. yeah, because they're not That's real. really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
that's a, one of my one of my favorite things is always like I have the uh, super ultra wonderfully remastered Akira 20th anniversary <laughs> that has the horrible first American dub yeah. where it's just like the voices in Ninja Turtles being yeah. like, Kaneda, you're in trouble, dude. And I'm like putting it on like my TV and I'm like, I can read the labels and the bottles in the background <laughs> and it still sounds like utter garbage. Yeah. 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 Um, so we got a release date for, for Horizon the Frozen Wilds. Yep. I don't know why I said it like that. It's November. Horizon. Horizon. The Frozen the Wilds. November 7th. <laughs> Fans of that woman with her hair and her fur coats will be very excited to know that for $20, they can fight new robots in the snow. New era. Discuss. <laughs> That's, there's no details. You said it all. all right. I thought you were going to at least just no, I'm really give me like two about details. This. I yeah, think it so looks awesome. Uh, I like that it's not just slightly extra content it's it's actually like a different area entirely uh, it's all snowy it looks really pretty snowy it's but then like with photo mode yeah there's a the the art that was released today it's snowy but then she's looking down in the snowy valley and there's not snowy valley snowy valley like there's snow not the neighborhood yeah no i yeah. got you snowy valley is a neighborhood in san francisco snowy where valley yacht is filmed snow. every week in front of wait is snowy cameras. is snowy vale there's no snowy, snowy valley, valley. There's is probably that probably a place called a place in australia oh really okay well there you go snowy <laughs> valley is also a place in australia uh but no like the lake was this surreal blue that almost had a glow from underneath so i'm like all right something's uh, going on up here like yeah what's going on with this lake yeah what's i think going those are lake? i was looking at those i think those are um like Glacial, Vol- I think volcanic, yeah. volcanic. That's, That's the word. word. I was yeah. Um, no, I was looking at that. I was like, that looks really cool. That's a good game. I don't really. I'm not going to play this. <laughs> I think I don't know. There's some. They showed. They they hinted at some flying, spooky new flying robos. They've also, if you play through the first Horizon, this isn't a spoiler, but they allude to sort of like I can't remember his name was, but it was, it's, this isn't a spoiler. Whenever they allude to like something called the Devil Machine, and you never actually see the Devil Machine. Mm. And so I don't know if like this will tell us who the Devil Machine is. Okay. I, I, I like do that. every time I do say this isn't a spoiler, but this isn't a spoiler. But Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> what <laughs> Snake? 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 Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, yeah, November seventh. Uh, Ten points is, for Diamond Dog. This is not standalone. Uh, so unlike Lost Legacy, which you could play by itself, yes, uh, you still need Horizon. When does that so come out? I want to play that. Lost Legacy August very 22nd? soon. Second. Yeah, I would like to play that. Two game. weeks from today. Yeah, or tomorrow. I, they really wouldn't give us an answer on how long it was, which they were like, well, you know, it depends on your pace. You're like, what does that mean? But I, I suspect it's going to be six to eight hours and I love what I play. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, remember that when it was like back in the day when that was how long a game was? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like it's going to be either 80 hours or, or 100. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that will take you lots and lots of mm-hmm. hours, we are having a fun contest. Uh, we have a Final Fantasy 12 Collector's Edition. Which retails for 200 American shekels. 200 yeah, it comes with several statues. Several, several statues. Who needs several statues? But it's of the different judges. The judges different. are... Judges? What's, are you all I'm right? I'm being like a hype man. Oh, thanks. You're doing very well. Uh, really? really? It's like if you had a mouse yeah. that was a hype man? No, our friends oh uh, at Square Enix provided us with a uh, collected edition oh. that comes with uh, Final Fantasy XII, <laughs> the Zodiac Age, uh, several statues that you can uh, legally call your friends. Yeah, you can probably. put them all over your house. Yeah. You can put them on the floor. Yeah. Be careful if you, you can do that. hide them in your younger the brother's the bedroom. You can put cheese on yeah. its butt and get pepper. put them all it's only like bus- It's like neck busts. You can neck put busts. cheese on a snack and get pepper. Did you say neck busts? Neck busts. So they're not even statues. They're just busts? Yeah, but it's like neck busts. That's what a bust is. Are they is. actually statues or are they busts? They're busts. Oh, they're busts. Okay. Sorry, they're we'd busts. like to post a retraction. We don't actually have any statues to give away. No we statues. have busts. Which the are busts are really nice. You can't legally judges. call a bust anyway. your friend, Monty. It's like having a beheaded friend. It's just yeah. dead. That's pretty screwed up. What are you talking about? And you the probably shouldn't put severed them on the floor. Head, the severed head in Planescape Torment follows you around. That's one of the best characters ever count. in games. All right. Uh, anyway, anyway, so you get uh, – so collector's edition comes with the game. It comes with the, the busts. They're not even full-size. They're mini busts. <laughs> the Damn busts it, are Marty. really nice. Just read the content. But it comes with J- Judges Bergen. The busts are really nice. Um, and then the soundtrack art, art book. <laughs> Various, uh, uh, various cards and everything. Uh, yeah, so the way to enter is to go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, uh, subscribe, and then comment on this episode. This episode. 505, and comment, uh, which classic square RPG. It doesn't have to be a Final Fantasy game. It could be Brave Thunster Musashi if you want. And the correct uh, answer is Secret of Evermore. Which, uh, class, it could be Secret of Evermore. Which classic square RPG you want to get the Zodiac tra- uh, age treatment on PS4? And we'll choose one of you. And you will win the busts. 
to, to be clear, Marty was talking to you, listeners at home, not to us who he was looking at, which was confusing. They are uh, not allowed to win the bus. We cannot win the bus. This is a bust-free table. Anyway, this conversation has been terrible, and I'm sorry. Now it's time for Rapid Fire, the part of the show where we answer questions from you guys from our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Head over there and make some friends if you have not already. Uh, Joe Dredd, who's got a really kick-ass name, sounds like a, a futuristic Judged David him. Spade movie. Uh <laughs> Do you think we'll hear about any delays this holiday? W- will that lead into another early year surge for gaming in 2018? What do you guys think? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, part of me thought Horizon didn't have a date. And so like a week ago, I'd have been like, Horizon's getting delayed till early next year. But then I got a date. So no, it's not. I, th- I think something will slip from the from October 27th. We keep talking about that. It's Mario, Wolfenstein, and Assassin's Creed. I don't know which of those would slip, though. I think Wolfenstein. I feel like that's the less. Yeah. I don't know. That it's seems like the one. The less grounded in. Yeah, like, um, I feel like Mario and Assassin's Creed have like sort of dug their heels in. Started next year, it did yeah. great in January, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Assassin's Creed is the most sort of like it's both it's both tied to being a, a fall release because that's Ubisoft's yeah. big huge thing. Aside from, I don't think habits. that they'll push Assassin's Creed. Um, no, I don't think so either. If if I had to, to pick one though, it's I mean also Ubisoft they frequently do that. They'll have like an earlier fall thing and they'll be like, whoops, sorry, it's actually December and like I don't think they're well, like South Park that happens Creed. so many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and we know the big one uh, that came out. Or the one that already slipped this year was Nino Kuni. It went from November yeah. to January, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still so there's more stuff to play in, in January. I think mm-hmm. we're, I'm, I can't even remember what's coming out this fall. I was like, well, at least I'm going to get Far Cry this fall. And someone's like, no, you're, no not. you're not. I was like, oh. Yeah. All right then. Got a war? No. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Anari says, what are the chances PUBG comes to PS4 in 2018? Player Unknown Battleground is a game that I really, really want to play. It sounds like a game I've wanted my entire life. Yep. It is breaking records left and right. This is the uh, most played Steam game that isn't Valve developed yep. or something. Which is like insane. Most concurrent players. Wow. Yeah, like just it's the most played. because it's, it's not even out yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we saw at E3, uh, Microsoft said that it will come to Xbox. They said this Xbox year, One. I believe. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it comes to PUBG next year, but I would think maybe it comes to PS4. Oh, yeah. sorry, yes. They actually changed the PS4's name to the PUBG S4. Yeah, that would be great. I was, I mean, when the PS4 was first launched, the thing that I was really excited about playing was, uh, DayZ, which, uh, PUBG kind of has some similarities yeah, to, with the whole, like, just screwing with people in a weird field. Um, just strange Eastern European griefing. Um, yeah, all those Russian signs. Don't know where you're going. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that never came. They had this weird thing where they revealed, when they first revealed the HUD for the PS4, somebody's username was like DayZ100, and I was like, nah, that's a hint. It wasn't it just. It never yeah. happened, and it, yeah. I think people forgot about that game too. So. They did. Like people, uh, it was around the time H1Z1 came out, right? It's like people move on from these games really quickly, mm-hmm. but PUBG has actually had really long legs, and I think it's because it is a little more contained than something like Daisy, where you, sometimes you accidentally spawn as a bird and you can't find your friends on a map, and you have to translate from Russian from the street signs. That sounds like the coolest game. It's ridiculous. Ever. Wait, you I, I love as a bird. Yeah, I accidentally spawned as a bird one time. Not that by choice. So it just cool. happened. I spawned as a bird. I mean, that sounds like why this, is that that's even, just reincarnation. Why is that even possible? You don't have a choice. Yeah, I don't think it's intentional. I don't know. Well, that's I guess so it has cool. To be. Yeah. Literally, I only like games where you arbitrarily play as a bird momentarily. So <laughs> yeah. the only games I enjoy are Heretic, where there's a cheat code. Uh, where you the can original get prey. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then uh, and Assassin's Creed Three, where you have that funny dream where you're a hawk. Yeah. Now that's. Yeah, Daisy's I, great. I hope we. I, hope I, we get, I think PUBG will come. To I hope yes. we get PUBG. Like I'm, I, that game sounds like so Xbox much fun. doesn't really do exclusives in terms of third party games that much anymore. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just a time, time. exclusive. I think um, we'll get this next year. Justin Aldwin says, "This is such a this is such a tricky question. Should I watch Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z Kai, which I believe is formerly known as Dragon Ball Kai? I have no previous Dragon Ball experience. Stop right there, please." Don't start with Dragon Ball Z. Start with Dragon Ball. It is it is terrible and weird that that was ever localized and released on its own. It it makes no sense when it starts out. Like, why do Piccolo and Goku hate each other? Who the hell is everybody? Uh, <laughs> so start with Dragon Ball. That's the beginning. Second, don't watch it. Read the comic because there's no filler in there. There's no, like, there's, there's Same no... Same applies to Kai, though. Yeah. If you were going to watch one, you wanted to watch Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z Kai. I would say Kai up until it ends and then you have to watch Dragon Ball anyway because Kai doesn't last the whole way. But Kai is basically like a director's cut in it. Mm-hmm. It's a shorter version that cuts out the filler. Uh, some of the animations are redone. Some of the music is redone. So it's like basically what it was intended so to be without being stretched So what's, out. is Super a sequel? Super is a, is a brand new series it's that a picks new series. up at the end of Z. Uh, what about GT? GT apparently never happened. GT's not or canon. It, or it happened later on. It's not it's canon. Basically, <laughs> um, yeah, Toriyama pretty much GT's got the... like a dream that is off to the side. Sure. 
Toriyama got the, just the crap beat out of him while they're making it. Um, I highly recommend they make uh, collected volumes of the of the manga, which is like th- you know three and ones or whatever, and they're like ten bucks or something. I think it's cheaper digitally. Oh, they're um, totally cheaper than that. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. It's and they're they're fantastic, and they have his letters section, and it starts out, and people are like, "I like Krillin." He's like, "Oh, thanks. He's a character I invented anyway." And then you <laughs> keep going, and he's like, "Anyway, the cool thing about drawing comics for a living that are successful is that your days off or your choice, you can go to the theme parks in the middle of the week, and 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 your family can come with you." Anyway, That's and then nice. he keeps going and he's like, my back hurts a whole lot. I have health problems because they keep making me have these boys fighting and charging up a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, they basically, they were, they had him like chained to his desk and he was like forced to keep stretching stuff out. Um, yeah, read, read Dragon Ball first. It, Dragon Ball is so funny too. It's Dragon Ball like, is really funny. Also, yeah. Super is great. And I think you could probably pick up Super without having seen Dragon Ball Z. Maybe watch some of the movies. It's, it also, it, it's all stupid. It's all very it's all dumb. It's very stupid. Yeah. Like but yes, between these, I would say Kai, but, but purists, will be very angry at me for saying that but yeah i mean they it, they basically trim it down to what it is in the manga anyway yeah um and it's i mean there's no filler episodes which means you don't get the one where goku and piccolo have to go to the dmv and take drivers it doesn't make that sense they fly so fast they yeah. fly so quick there's an episode that is entirely a character named mr satan who's called hercule in the american one and he's just running around like the him. destroyed earth trying to find beer yeah like everyone is dead <laughs> his entire family is dead or they've been absorbed by like a genie but you know he's trying to get this beer and like all the bars are destroyed he's just like drinking out of taps and there's air coming out he's got this I dog mean, with super him. has like the, the most like the most powerful god in the entire universe and he's just really distracted by foods. Yeah. He he's likes like, desserts. you know, what if I ate this nice ice cream and everyone's like, please don't kill us and everyone else that we love. Like, yeah. just, here you go. And he's like, all right, this is great. Yeah. And then they just hang out for the rest of the, t- the show. That sounds nice. Dragon yeah. Ball's incredible. Dragon Ball's good stuff. I love Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Chechi says, which sequel are you most looking forward to between Middle Earth, Shadow of War, The Evil Within 2, and Wolfenstein 2? I think Wolfenstein. Woofers. I think Woofers. Yeah. I think I'm really from from what we've seen of Warfarestein. Uh, I think that's the one, like I really like short, tight, awesome uh, single player shooter campaigns, and I feel like this is going to be that. I think yeah. Shadow of War is really impressive in terms of tech, just as uh, the original was. But the thing is, it feels more like um, feels less like a completely different narrative and more like an extension on the first one. But whereas I don't know, it's it's like a hard for me to even figure out how I'm how to phrase what I'm trying to say. But the new Colossus feels like a very fresh thing where I don't know what I'm where I don't know what to expect all the time mm-hmm. what feels less familiar even though it's yeah. the same character and technically the same yeah uh, I didn't like the evil within so. yeah uh, I think well, man this is tough um, Wolfenstein I actually the the new Colossus looked so interesting and so kind of just manic and like unsettling and a lot of I mean they got like Klansmen and like German rock and roll and diners strawberry and milkshakes yeah a lot of a lot of strange like kind of like I feel like they've taken the parts of uh, the first one and just really kind of like Blown them out of proportion. Yeah. Uh, I went back and played the first one just because I was so curious about it. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Love um, I, I love Shadow of Mordor. Uh, I'm very, mm, it, Shadow of War, the word you're looking for is samey. Yeah. It looks that is, very samey. Yeah. You can double jump now. You can double jump? That's, that's nonsense. Yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien never said you could double jump. <laughs> you can, you can there's double no jump. double jumping. And in I those mean, books. the, um, I don't know what they call them. Sieges, maybe? Wait, the, you're trying to like overtake a, a fort. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are pretty cool, but uh-huh. it's, it's not enough for me to get really hooked into. It's just like, pick who you want to go into this battle with. Pick their buffs, like mm. see the enemy's buffs and try and counter them and then capture points and have a boss fight. And I feel yeah. like that's not, it's not quite enough. I always, like, I always love the sort of the, Far Cry-ish mechanics. I am very excited about Shadow. Of, anyway. Yeah, uh, in Shadow of Mortar, like the, the Far Cry stuff, where you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hypnotize a pig and like ride it into the totally. wall and go up here, poison the bees or whatever that mm-hmm. we did in that game. But like this one, and obviously the Nemesis system was incredible and awesome and like a huge part of it. But I feel like they're really just really focused on the Nemesis system and like yeah, like, it works in a positive and, way now. So it's yeah. like there's a, a positive Nemesis system where people that you recruit sort of have their own system, which I Nemesis system I, basically, mm-hmm. which I really like that as well. I also think there's more depth to the characters in terms of um like npcs mm. like from the orcs to enemies that you fight i think there's more depth in it and it's like feels more like it's based in talking law but at the same time like i'm super excited about it but it doesn't like stand out to me in the same way that wolfenstein yeah, does, my, which is mostly from the trailer it's my thing is it's interesting usually by this time of the year i'm like all right i want a big meaty open world game whether it's something like far cry or ac or like this Whereas, like, we started the year off with Horizon and Zelda. I'm exhausted. And yeah. I'm, like, exhausted. Yeah. Like, That's probably a good point. Fatigue. If it were coming uh-huh. out next year, it'd probably be Yeah. Or if one of those games didn't exist. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so that's no, to no fault of, obviously, uh, 
uh, Shadow of War. No, I, I still think it looks awesome, and I played like in total an hour and a half of it, I think, and I really liked it. So. Double yeah. jumps. I think that the big spider and the tree people are in the new Shadow of War, though, so I'm excited there, there about that. There are tree that. people. Yeah, the shalabs and tree the aunts. The <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So Chris Langan says, what is the most frustrating game you have ever played? Ooh, that's a good one. I think the most frustrating one I ever had to review was uh, – I, I feel like now I'm like leaning into worst ones. There was a game called Never Dead. Do you remember Never Dead? Oh, where your body would explode. Yeah, your, your body would explode but you wouldn't die. And so like eventually all of your body would explode and you'd just be this rolling head. Yeah. You'd have to like find your limbs. Which by the way, that mechanic would have been so cool in a Deadpool game but we're probably never Oh my that. god, that would have been amazing in a Deadpool You're game. You're just like a head hopping around. Yeah, yeah. but the game was uh, very bad. It was busted. It was a very, very busted game and I had to review it and it was just very broken and hard to get through. Mm. So I feel like that was ultimately probably the most frustrating thing. review Ninja Gaiden uh, Razor's Edge. Yeah, I think it's three. It was the, the it was the re-release in a, in Australia. Okay. Uh, because it was R eighteen. I don't. I might be thinking of the wrong name, but it was definitely one of the Ninja Gaidens. You fought. It was a Ninja Gaiden three. A, a big old T Rex yeah. inside of a museum I think at one that's point. Three. I think yeah. it's three. Yeah, that I was hate, frustrating because it's Ninja Gaiden. I, I didn't hate it. I, I think that's the one. Very frustrating. I think that's the one that Mitch notoriously hated. I think you give it like a three. Yeah, oh, it really? wasn't. It wasn't great. Yeah. That was the one that was um. What's his face with the sunglasses on indoors? He didn't like. He didn't work on that or something. Uh, Itagaki. Yeah, Itagaki. Like he didn't. He like everyone was basically loved Ninja Gaiden one and two, and yeah. this was kind of supposed to be like the continuation of that, but it just didn't quite. Might have been in the midst of his lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I. It's funny now. Like my fiance Jen will like somebody will bring up Ninja Gaiden and she'll be like. Oh, that because was, she's only seen that one? She's only seen that one, yeah. Oh, that's and it was just like, she's like, you were yelling so much when you were uh, playing that game. But Ninja Gaiden 1 is frustrating, but in a, I think, right. in a more satisfying in like a way. Incredibly Whereas designed this one right. specifically was just like, you would die in a way that was just like, that was also, I was wasn't even near him. loaded with quick time events and stuff. Like, yeah. It was a lot of just sort of just kind of, that wasn't a great game. Yeah. Uh, frustrating. Oh, man. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with the first Darksiders. I played that on the hardest difficulty my first time, and I got frustrated a ton with that. Um, I think I've been getting really frustrated with Just End Cause. Daily Premonition. Really? Oh yeah, it's free. This it's month, free right? this month. Yeah. It's a really good game. I try to jump back into it, First and month? I uh, no US. three. three. Uh, and the load times are still like just long enough that it's kind of a pain in the ass. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, the selling point of Just Cause is if you die, it's supposed to be funny and entertaining, and then it punishes you with a loading screen, so you don't want to die. And it's like, then what? What am I? Yeah, yeah. What, these explosions aren't fun anymore. Yeah, when we had to play Bloodborne before it was patched, like each yeah each death was legitimately sixty seconds, yeah. and I'm like, that's terrible yeah that's yeah. pretty insane yeah uh here's a big one this has been a big hot, hot topic this week's Josiah Byler says ketchup versus mayo this is of course the big hot discussion from the splat fest over on the nintendo yeah. game boy system yeah of this the splat it looked like just watching what a map looked like at the end of that just looked like bodily fluids that's everywhere so, it it's so just looked like gross. a crime scene it would have smelled bad yeah uh, these people swimming around in ketchup and mayo and they're also the squids yeah. Like, yeah. Let's be let's be realistic. That whole game would smell like a disgusting aquarium without any condiments. But yeah. the fact that they're just spraying them left yeah. and right, oh, yeah. it's hot and sunny out, it's, just mayonnaise all over yeah. the place. Yep. Also, I remember when that started out, I was like, and marine life. It's I think not good. I think they should do chocolate milk and lemonade and see which is better there. It's <laughs> a big old pee pee poo poo. <laughs> But no, I was like, I remember when that first started. I was like, I was like, is there is there red ink? And they were like, no, this is this is rated E for everyone. I was like. As, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. They, they were like, let's have a big, dirty, disgusting yeah. fight. Also, uh, the correct answer is Mayo. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with Mayo. It's, I mean, I know that it's probably an unfair sort of setup. I think that mayonnaise and, and ketchup are kind of on different levels because a lot of like people are, some people are like mayonnaise is gross and some people are like, I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. You love mayonnaise. Yeah. You know, you can, I think it's, it's, you can, you customize it more. You sure. can't, you can't mix something into ketchup and make it different. No. Like maybe spicy. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that mayonnaise is like better on burgers than yeah. ketchup is. Like as yeah. ketchup and fries is, it's a solid combo. Ketchup but is great. Mayo, yeah. Can, but mayo, but, you can turn it into an aioli. Exactly. I mean, here's the thing. There's also ketchup and mustard and there's some people out there who are just sense, were, yeah. like terrible mustard babies. So that would just Ooh, be like, I'm that would not be a good a not good a good it wouldn't be a fair fight like well it's funny because in splatfest they want more people on team ketchup but team mayo won anyway because they're better people so it's like more people voted for ketchup huh. but mayo was better maybe there was the adults playing well i think yeah. it's i think it, like, it's a good parallel of like for, well of america <laughs> but people probably consume like in the u.s more ketchup but yeah. mayo can be used on more things right right yeah. there you go 
Yeah, I mean, that's... Ew, the cultured so condiment. Here's, a, here's an interesting conversation that came up recently. It's just a white people condiment, let's be real. It's yeah. just no, like it, it really is. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely like white people sandwich. Yeah. That sandwich is too spicy. Oh, my, my white person's getting all dry. These crusts are hurting my lips. I'm affluent. Is there some sort of oils I can rub on this? Uh, <laughs> no, somebody was, somebody was telling me, like, there's that old discussion of, like, is a hamburger a sandwich? Mm-hmm. And I think I may have stumbled across some evidence that helps settle that uh when you cut a sandwich in half and you share it that's not weird right half a sandwich you do that with a hamburger that's pretty weird right yeah that's weird it does yeah. it's it's you can still sometimes do it but if you see you're always kind of like someone's kind of being cheap here well at, but at what point <laughs> does something stop being a, a sandwich and stop being a hamburger what's the key difference the, the, it's made out of beef. hamburger it's made out of beef it's the meat yeah, yeah, it's beef or turkey or I mean, if it's yeah, I guess like a turkey yeah. burger. I think it has to be ground up and reformed in a patty. Yeah, I think you're right, a patty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, if you put like a CD player between two pieces of bread, that's not a hamburger. It'd that is a sandwich. Yeah, I wasn't more sure where I was going with that. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite uh, things that I think of when I'm drunk. So if it's not a patty, it's asking about breakfast sandwich. Yeah. No, a breakfast sandwich no. is not a burger. No. There's no like a, if a sausage egg you, and cheese is not a no, burger. No, if you put a that's actually a really ah, that's a good question. But no, oh, if it's English muffins and stuff. Were we arguing about that at E3? You're like, this is a breakfast burger, and I was like, no, this is just a breakfast sandwich. Right, right. That's Ubisoft. Was it? Was it on like a brioche bun? Was it yes. clearly a hamburger? Yeah. Okay, that's confusing. I don't know why they would do it. It's okay it's to put confusing. an egg on a hamburger. That's just a that's it's a breakfast. It's insulting. But really, anyway. fun fact: if two people on opposite sides of the earth uh, drop a piece of bread at the same time. For a brief moment, the earth becomes a sandwich. <laughs> That's so dumb. You know, I want to try week. that. What do you mean? It's not for a brief moment. It's until one or the other until picks the it up. Until the sandwich moves. So if yeah. I just – wait. If I just drop one piece of bread, does that mean the earth is an open-faced sandwich? Well, we have to figure out what is literally on the opposite side of here and then like find China. someone there and call China. them and be dig, like, Looney Tunes, how many hey, if you dig, you hit China. Is it always China? Guys, we got to wrap things up <laughs> and head over to Google Earth to solve this big brain buster. Very but excited. one last question from Chris Woodside, which is, which new Disney property world, Marvel, Star Wars, etc., would you most like to see in Kingdom Hearts 3 in 2035 when it finally releases? Oh, that's sad. Yeah, sorry. I don't um, make, I, Kingdom Hearts fans, I wasn't trying to go to you or uh, insult you or anything. Please don't dox me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Toy Story is an excellent get. I think that that is going to be awesome. Um, I don't really think that I want Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. I don't know why. I don't think that. I don't think that. Yeah. You don't want the. About that's weird you don't want. Me. You don't want the Gungans. Uh, I don't think I do. No. Yeah. No. I think. Uh, well, we already have a little bit of Marvel with Big Hero Six. Um, I don't know. I hope that I want them to go back to some classic Disney stuff they never did. Like the. I really love the Robin Hood adaptation with the fox and the, and the fat little bear as Friday. But that's Cup. not a new Disney property. Mm. What what new Disney property? I mean, Frozen seems like a given. Frozen I, does I seem like a given, either, but mm. yeah. ESPN. Uh, so successful. ESPN. Yeah. That's a new Disney, Disney. property. Uh, yeah. How about the technically IG, doesn't, the Disney, doesn't Disney own you for Weeknight a little bit? Yeah. Disney XD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there can you go. I be the property? <laughs> can the level take place in the IGN office? You yeah. can like go on Max and Brian's desk and wanna, fight all their toys. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, that's sort of like Toy Story. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. More drinking. Yep. Um, or a Disney property. Yeah. yeah. Would you Would you like to hang out with that boy with the large snowboarding shorts big and the big, big key? shoes? Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he yeah. too. He's also a nice. guy. I mean, he's voiced by him. They're all the same. Well, They're the yeah, same man. Also They're separately, the nice guy. Yeah. Did you know that Sephiroth is voiced by Lance Bass in the original Kingdom Hearts? I don't know if you're lying to me. No, I'm not. We were talking <laughs> about true. it on the weekend. Really? Sephiroth, yeah. the one-winged angel, everyone's favorite RPG Lance antagonist, Bell. the greatest villain of all time, voiced by InSync's Lance Bass. It's true. Again, you're not lying to me. No, not it's absolutely true. Man, that's a that's a it's great. That kind of hurts to think about it. No, I like it. All right. Well, anyway, uh, bye bye bye. This is beyond. Uh, we do this every week, so tune in and remember. If you want to win that funny collection of busts mm-hmm. from Final Fantasy XII, which also comes with the soundtracks and whatnot, uh, head over to our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash IGN Beyond. Subscribe and comment on this very video that I'm saying this in. If you're watching this on IGN.com, go to YouTube and watch the same video again, and then leave a comment. Saying which square RPG or square game or whatever you want to see remade in the same while the collector's edition, whatever. Just, you know, whatever we said earlier. We just want to give you the free thing. Um, mm-hmm. and be sure to check out, uh, Alana on the Disney XD show. How do people watch that? Uh, you, we don't really check your local listings. On check Disney your local XD. listings. Uh, but it is starting to air again. We took a two week hiatus next week, so it'll start on uh, Monday again. And then like we're going through Gamescom and, and, um, PAX West. So there's tons of coverage out of the events there. Super excited to go. You to guys Canada. left on a cliffhanger where Miranda, Almost got shot. 
there was a gunshot and you were like, what is Miranda? All right. I'm, and then it's going to come back Head over to the last episode of the box. Disney X uh, show and leave a comment saying, who do you think shot Miranda and win a guest role on the next season. It airs uh, on IGN.com and on YouTube on IGN the morning after it airs on TV. So you guys can watch it. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, Marty, you, you guys are doing, you guys do unlocked and whatnot. Yeah. You know, people yeah, know where to find you. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, just, it's Monday, man. What do you, you also want? Have a, I have a YouTube video going up this week that was very highly requested where I react to, uh, Outback Steakhouse commercials. Bloomin' Onions? Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, a lot of them are pretty bad. There's yeah. some bad stuff in there. Just a lot of really dumb stereotypes. Yeah. You went to an Outback Steakhouse. I did. That was a bad, I'm sorry. So good. Like we, we have this weird thing terrible. just among our friends. Yeah, you guys kind of take me to trash we, places. No, we do this to each other. You're right. We, we bully each other by going to bad chain restaurants. Yeah. Marty, but, for your birthday, we took you to the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. yeah. And it's so much Wow, money. that place it's is so stupid. <laughs> it's really wow. expensive, but we're like, let's get glow in the dark cups and. I like, yeah, we took you, Brian to Buca de Beppo. Yeah, we took, we've we been to Buca de Beppo. It started ironically, times. but we've been there so many times now that it's just like, we're just trash people. We, we still haven't sat people. at the Pope head table. San Francisco is, is one of those like, it's one of the most, it's a culinary capital of the world. There's amazing restaurants and we're like, best let's go to the one that has t-shirts in the front. <laughs> well, we've tried to go to this pizza place called Zero Zero a bunch of times that everyone tells me is the best. I have never been there because every time instead we go to Buca de Beppo. It's across the street and there's much more there. seating. It's no. easier to get a table. Never also, it's funny because we're pranking people. <laughs> I feel like, like spending an amount of money to like prank your friend as like a goof birthday dinner is the so equivalent of money. like vandalizing your own home. You're like, this will show them. It's like, you live here. You, you have to go to your own house. Yeah. I yeah. peed on my own floor. <laughs> we may have bad judgment. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for watching so much. And um, yeah, we got, we're all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. She's Charles Anazard. And you're McBiggity with two Gs and two yeah, Ts. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the show. It's over. Go play some games. Any of them. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.